is passionate about cars with Steve Kennard, teaching drivers how to survive the world of modern motoring and imparting wisdom to the next generation of motor technicians. I'm with Steve and um, from First Class Garage, and he today I have to say Steve is looking like Alan Sugar because he's in his sort of um, manager clothes and he's not in his normal shop for all clothes and he's got a new office, haven't you, Steve? Uh, yeah, yeah, I've got got the new office now sorted, um, and yes, I have a collar on. I mean, I've stopped short of putting a tie on yet, but I've got um, collar. You can tell from the rustle of his shirt. Yeah, it's uh, yes, yeah, well starched. Uh, that's, that's, that's the old ex-army training. He's already pointed his finger and fired me. <laughs> You're yeah. fired. Yeah, that, that's it. Well, I, I did think because this office is on a couple of levels, I did think about moving the desk to the edge of that upper <laughs> level and have the uh, you know the the other chair below that, so that people have got to look up. But no, no, no. Um, you know, I, I mean, uh, some people might say I'm a bit of a control freak at times. Anyway, you know. So, but no, I mean this this is the new office, um, which is quite nice because where I had a desk in the one of the front offices there um, that that was all well and good but of course it doesn't allow you much in the way of privacy so so we've we've sort of expanding a little bit we've we've moved the office uh, or, or I've now taken this office we've got the um, a yard there um, which we can get about sort of 15 vehicles in which will go uh, quite a way towards our parking issues that we've We've constantly mm. ranted about in the past. We've spoken about this so many times, haven't we? The parking issues. Yeah, the parking issues in Brighton. Anyone with a business in Brighton would know um, the the problems faced with um, with with trying to park vehicles. Uh, you know, it, it's extremely difficult. And because we are a garage and we work with vehicles, that's what our business is. We need to have somewhere to put vehicles. You know, particularly when they're uh, waiting for parts. Um, you know, we've got a vehicle in there at the moment that's waiting to park from from America. I think we spoke about it before. Mm. Um, it's still waiting for the part. Um, so you get the the vehicles get sort of sidelined, and but you need somewhere to be able to put them. Mm. Um, and the yard will will certainly help um, in in that sort of aspect. Um, so it's something we've been looking at for for some time, and it's it's very convenient because it adjoins the main garage. So. So that's perfect. And the other thing, of course, is it gets me a nice little warm office. So this time of year, when it's quite chilly in the garage, uh, I can just come in and have a little warm up in the office, you know, and the boys can freeze their <laughs> rocks off in the in the workshop, you know. But, well, talk, talking of the workshop, should we go and see what's going on? Are you still in touch with what's going on, Steve? Um, can you well, remember what's going on? Well, I've got a bit of a clue what's going on around there. Yeah. Um but um, yeah I mean we can have a look and see what sort of jobs we've got in today Mm. Um, so I I guess we better have a wander around at the workshop and see what's going on is there a shortcut through from here Steve or do we have to go back around the front again no we've got to sort of wander out through the front door and up the street so we're walking out Steve's specially heated and humidified office (laughs) I'll leave my bag there through the front office. Past Kathleen. Hello, Kathleen. She was on the phone. Right. Oh, wind. Oh, horrible wind. Hang on a second. Montague Place is renowned for 
it's windiness because of the block of flats. Oh yes, because you're, you're right next to a block of flats. That's where all that wind was coming from. Yeah. Apologies to our listeners for that horrible noise of the wind. So what's going on there, Steve? Here on the shop floor. Um, well, we've got the, uh, the the taxi van here, which is. Uh, I, I mean, this this was something. It's, we, it's probably been with us now about sort of three or four weeks waiting for various parts. This is one of the. Um, vehicles where it never got much in the way of maintenance it had never really had the bonnet lifted levels checked mm. and uh, the engine expired on the motorway um, causing untold damage um, finished so, so is it another engine replacement or is it not yeah yeah no we've, we've had to replace the engine um, but on top of everything else when we've gone to um, fire it up I mean the guy specifically wanted a second hand engine not very keen on fitting them uh, unknown quantities come without a pump and, and that so we've refitted the old pump unit and it's um, we, we just couldn't get it to fire up we couldn't get much pressure out of the pump when we looked at the fuel system um, the fuel filter uh, I've got a bottle of um, what we've got out of the filter is around in the office which I need to thrust under the owner's nose and tell right. him exactly what happens if you don't change the filters regularly um, is it really cloudy and horrible Ah, it's it's absolutely disgusting, really, you know, and I'm surprised it, it ran as far as it did on, on looking at the state of the filters. Um, it, it was just like a, a black mass that come out of the filter. Yeah. Obviously, that's got through into the system. Um, the pump itself, when we pulled the bits off the back of the pump, um, there's a lot of uh, grime and dirt got into the pump unit. So, so it's resulted in... Uh, another pump unit you know you're talking about sort of seven or eight hundred pound uh for a pump see this is a diesel because it's a transit it's a transit taxi base it's ford transit van taxi isn't it yeah it is a diesel um but this one here um it's also when we pulled it apart it's like everything it's it's a bit of a you look at one thing uh i mean the engine was absolutely stuffed no oil no water um when we pulled it apart the turbo i don't know how long it's but obviously the turbo's been a problem for a while um the veins inside the turbo the bearings are totally collapsed um and and again where the taxi's obviously been burning oil for a period of time when we've looked at the exhaust the cat the cat itself is is clogged up with uh carbon um from the engine uh the radiator the radiator is uh, unfortunately it's it, it not here now but I've I've not seen one in in my sort of um, well I guess it's almost 40 years I've been involved in the motor trade now um, and I've not seen a radiator blow up like uh, this one had it oh, is really? it was totally ballooned up it, you know it was it was it was um, what like, is that Steve um, I, I should think it's probably the uh, where, where it's got hot it's um, blown the head gasket um, you get the pressure build up in the cooling system um, what it had actually done, it had blown the, the radiator, it expanded the fins up in the radiator and it had blown it up like a bit of a balloon. Uh, it's like someone had, I mean, if you can imagine, like um, putting, say, uh, a, a sort of small stick of explosive inside really? the radiator and it, it would then obviously expand out. You know, under, oh, you know what you should do, Steve? Let's just move in a bit because this wind is getting this yeah. mic again. What you should have. You know how you have those macabre museums of body parts? You should have a motoring museum. You, sh- you could have that cartoon Considine Conrad that we saw the last time. Yeah. That ballooned radiator. Yeah, fantastic. Well, well, well I, I mean, if, if I sort of hunt around, I, I have over the 
years sort of kept various bits and pieces like that keep mm. keep saying like you know well, I'm going to have a sort of a, a cabinet put in uh, the main office there for people to um, you know have a look at the uh, you know sort of the museum of, of horrors um, you could take them out and do talks well I you know every, every, every part is, could tell a story really mm. um, but also all the all of the um, the hoses on it I think it was well, not all the hoses but it was three of the hoses it had like um, sort of splits that where the hose again has been blown up mm. like a balloon the, the hoses are just split too much pressure yeah but it's, it's, a, it's done an awful lot of damage to that you know and consequently it's going to be even with the second hand engine it's still going to be a fair old bill on that one now um what else has been happening then, Steve? Uh, we've got um, um, there's a little f- um, oh, it's it's up the middle there. There's a Fiesta up there. Um, had an ABS. We p- had it in for an MOT. Um, put it through its MOT ABS light not working, uh, which is a failure. Um, we've we've had a look at the ABS system, um, and the light's been covered up on the dash, so. It's it's a bit like taking the bulb out, you know. If it if it how, how do you mean covered up on the dash? Well, someone had obviously been into the dash and covered the bulb up so it didn't illuminate, you know. Right. Um, I guess it annoyed someone at some time, and rather <laughs> than fix the problem, they've you know taken an easy easy sort of option and mm. covering up. But of course, the ABS system is not working. Mm. You, you know, you've gone back to conventional braking system. So this is this is your automatic automatic braking system it's anti-locking anti-locking braking. so how does it work um the, the idea i mean in the old days if if you went into a skid mm. they, they used to say to you take your foot off the brake yeah. and dab the brake yeah. so so you'd like dab the yeah. brake uh up and down on the brake um, rather than just foot to the floor and hold it um the anti-locking braking system is designed to do exactly that mm only a lot quicker than you'd be able to move your leg yeah. and and if you drive an abs system a car with an abs system um and stamp on the brakes to lock the wheels mm. you'll feel the pedal buzz the, the buzzing is actually the the feel th- that you get through the pedal where it's applying pressure and releasing it at a, a fast rate um so so it's dabbing the brake you know real quick which mm helps to stop the wheels locking up once you lock the wheels up you've lost control so all the while the wheels are rotating mm. then you you have some form of control over it and the systems you know the brake system um, works extremely well uh, and it's been used for years um modified and um that sort of thing but but that particular one there i mean if they'd care to have had a look uh, somebody had put a jack under the back and the wiring that goes across the rear axle mm. Um, had been trapped by a jack and cut. Ah, okay. um, so it wasn't getting the signal. It didn't know when the brakes were actually locking. No, well, once once you get that, um, you know, if you, if you cut any of the sensors or if any of the sensors pack up, it will bring the light on. It would then stop the system from working. The systems are designed, you know, it's no good having one wheel locking up mm. and three not locking. You know, if it's one work, all work. Mm. If one don't work, they all don't work. So... So that, that's the idea of the system. Um, 
And so presumably if it has a failsafe, it's just to go back to conventional braking if you... Oh, yeah. ABS yeah, all the ABS systems are yeah. still designed to work as conventional brakes. Mm. But, I mean, in that case, if someone um, was to drive down the road and hit a patch of ice or mm. a slippery bit and lock the brakes up, they would mm. um, skid. Yeah. Simple as that. Um, the ABS wouldn't kick in. Um, and we've got uh, various other sort of things in here. There's a little Peugeot 206 Cabriolet up there that um, um, is in need of a uh, gearbox. Okay. Um, this, this, the, the casing itself, where the mounting point is on the top of the casing, is actually cracked, come away, the gearbox has dropped down, um, which is just... I mean, this happened while they were driving along, um, but it looks like it's had a little bit of previous um, sort of work on it, threads pulled out of the top of the box there's two bolts hold it in one of them the threads clearly pulled out so it was all resting on one bolt and that being an alley casing was a little bit too much for it um it's it's broken and consequently nothing holding the gearbox on that end of the whole thing's dropped down which has just Put a lot of pressure on the sure. drive shaft yeah. and it's just affected everything about it so but it needs a gearbox casing so that's that one now so steve just very quickly in the last few minutes tell us about this this thing you've been doing yeah we, we've um sort of had a little bit of a um well, i guess you'd call it a an initial sort of uh, get to know your car evening mm. um it was something we set up um I think it was last week beginning of last week um in the evening it was it was done on monday evening mm. um here at the garage here, yeah, in, yeah in the garage here we, we invited a few people you know we just sort of sent out a few flyers to people mm. um about getting to know their car because as, as we've spoken about you know this like this transit mm. is in the condition it's in because mm. somebody hasn't lifted the bonnet and how did it and go good turnout um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. I mean, it's um, it was just a select few because it was a, a, a bit of a an initial bit of a pilot. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I've been struggling a for. Episode. A pilot episode. Yeah, um, and um, yeah, I mean the, the the people and and to be fair, I mean they were all women, nothing, no, not being sexist or anything, Brilliant. but they all wanted to know more. Yeah. Um, it's a case of you know wanting to know more but afraid to ask, mm. afraid to make themselves look silly. Mm. Um, but there's there's nothing silly about it because if you talk to a lot of people now, um, they they either don't know where the bonnet pull is, or when they lift the bonnet, it's like what am I looking for? Yeah. Even for checking levels, you know, um, we we don't need to rely too much on the lights and uh, and gauges, which is what we tend to do nowadays. You know, uh, if something electrical goes wrong with a car, mm. on the dash and everything, you know, you're taking it for granted. That's giving you the right info best thing you can do is lift the bonnet check the oil manually just like the old days just check the levels check your water level before you go and hit the motorway check your tyre pressures yeah. make sure your spare's got some air in it it's silly things like screen wash you know um, you talk to people and they say well I only had it serviced three months ago so, well three months ago I mean you know you could have got a slow puncher yeah. uh, you can get a slow puncher as soon as you drive out of the garage mm. um, if the car develops a little oil leak, you're not going to know too much about it. Um, and uh, and same with the water. If, if you develop a little water leak, you end up with the 
transit scenario, you know, an expensive repair for the sake of lifting your bonnet for two minutes. And are you going to have some more of these, Steve? Yeah, we're... Um, because it's winter time it gets pretty cold in the evenings here um so we said like that um, we'll look at starting it in the spring and maybe look to do a perhaps a once a month thing in the evening lasts about an hour hour and a half in the evening um it's it's free to uh, anyone um that wants to come and have a you know um, just find out a little bit more about their car and what what makes cars tick if they want and presumably the details will be on the website, which is 1stclassgarage.co.uk, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, that, that'll all be um, sorted out and updated, ready for the springtime. So we'll leave it till springtime um, when the evenings start to warm up a little bit because it's, there's no fun standing around looking at, a, a, you know, the, under the bonnet of a car um, if the temperatures are hitting the minuses. So, <laughs> no. You know, um, so, so yeah, that, that'll be uh, something we'll start in the spring well Steve um, Kennard from First Class Garage in Kemptown Brighton UK thank you very much indeed cheers Andy thanks for listening to Passionate About Cars visit the podcast website at passionate-about-cars.com and Steve's excellent garage First Class Garage can be found at www.1stclassgarage.com dot co dot uk